Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner is out of town. I'm excited about today's show. As uh, If you're listening to this show, you know that uh, I love coaching basketball. I've been doing it 35 years, and uh, I like coaches, basketball coaches, that like to give back. Guys that understand the importance of, of what a coach can bring to the, to the program can uh, can guide these kids in more than just basketball. And our, our special guest today totally believes in that. He is Dale Clayton. He's the Vice President of Coaches Ministry for Nations of Coaches. Uh, Dale, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm so happy and, and uh, excited to spend this time with you. Doing a lot of research, um, Dale, and, and I'm going to call you coach throughout the show because the, the amount of uh, of players that you've coached, the amount of seasons that you uh, put into this game of basketball, not only as an assistant coach but as a head coach, is really impressive. And uh, your numbers speak for themselves. Uh, coach, do you, do you miss the day-to-day operations of, of being a head coach? I do not. Um, I guess it surprises most people when I say that, but uh, I don't miss it primarily because I believe I'm exactly where God wants me to be. And being where he wants me to be doesn't give me the privilege of missing uh, what was done in the past. So uh, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it was time to move on. And now all my energy is uh, directed toward helping coaches understand what the real purpose of coaching is. You know, Coach, to go through your background – um, you know, you, you were at Carson Newman College for a long time. As their head men's basketball coach, you were on the athletic department staff. Prior to that, uh, you were at a number of schools. I think probably Vanderbilt would be the one that, that would jump off the page at, at most people. And some of the guys that, that you coached over there um, are, are names that if you're, you know, if you love basketball the way that a lot of people that listen to the show do. And I talk about guys like Willie Jones and Jeff Turner and Will Purdue, these are all guys that that uh, you either coached or had a, had a uh, a big role in recruiting. And these are some some big named, big time basketball players. When you look back, um, coach, at your coaching career, I would assume you start with those guys like that. But the, the amount of young men that you've had a chance uh, to coach and be a part of their lives, uh, it just has to be almost overwhelming when you think about the sheer numbers of them. Last week, I believe it was on Friday, uh, 
I just had this what I call an emotional moment, and I just felt like I could need to call some of my past players and talk to them and see how they're doing, and, and so that's what I did. Uh, you're right. Uh, Hutch Jones, the first player I recruited at Vanderbilt, ended up in a second-round draft choice by the Lakers, and Jeff Turner was the first-round draft choice. Will Perdue was the first-round draft choice. Jeff Turner played on the uh, on the Olympic team. Uh, those are names that people know. And then there's a guy like Charles Davis, who was the first-round draft choice uh, uh, Baltimore Bullets, Washington Bullets back in the day. Uh, but then there are guys that people don't know about. Uh, the uh, the Danny uh, Thomases, uh, the Derek Keaton, the Andrew Pennington, the, the Kyle. Uh, I mean, just just so many guys. Sure. You just think about over and over again that are doing well, functioning well. Uh, you're not supposed to have favorites, but one of them, Colin Martin. Played for me four years, went to medical school, uh, is now teaching medicine and surgery, general pediatric surgery here at the hospital. Um, or guys like David Ormby, who's uh, CFO for Regal Cinemas. Uh, a lot of guys have done well. Boy, that's... They love them. That's, that's, that's the other part. Those, those, they're, they're guys that love the world. Boy, that... When, when you sit back, and, and, and I love the fact... Coach, that that you felt a need and almost a calling to, to to get on the phone and talk to some of these guys, I think that says a lot about about you and certainly a lot about them that you're comfortable enough to, you know, give them a call and just check in and 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 see how they're doing. Coach, where, where did you grow up and and where'd you go to high school? I grew up in a little town, Florida, uh, and it's called Mount Dora, Florida. And Mount Dora, Florida, is 25 miles north of Orlando, right there in the heart of Central Florida. Did uh, you get a chance to get back to Florida much? I used to get back a lot. I've always recruited Florida. Uh, my dad died in 1991. My mom died in January of 2015. She was almost 98. And uh, so I used to go back a lot, three, four, five times a year. Uh to make sure that I check with my mom and see how she's doing. Uh, so I get back to my outdoor as often as I can. Boy, I'm sorry for, for your loss. Your your mom um, at, made it to 98. That's that's awesome. She had to be a big fan of yours. She, well, what a great fan. And in, in fact, I have a lot of memorabilia that she kept over the years, a lot of newspaper articles. In fact, a lot of things I didn't know. That she had put together, but um, she was just a very, very special lady. Always proud of her sons, and really taught me a lot about you know, how to relate to people and, and, and do things. You know, Coach, my my mom is uh, is still around and and uh, sassy as ever, and I can tell you, and I tell this story if I get a chance to. Um, I was just a kid on the east side of Milwaukee, and and my mom didn't like to drive if it rained out. And we had a pretty good snowstorm going on, and and about six o'clock in the evening on a Friday night, she said, "Michael, get in the car." And I said, "What?" She said, "Get in the car. We're going to see a high school basketball game." And I was just a young kid, and we drove about seven or eight miles in a snowstorm. We went to a high school called Milwaukee Marquette here uh, in the city, and 
And we got to the door, and the, the young guy that was at the table said, I'm sorry, we're sold out. And my mom said, no, you, you don't understand. My son's going to see this game. And the kid said, ma'am, I'm sorry, but we're sold out. And she said, I, who do I have to talk to? We're getting in. And the kid said, just go ahead, find a place to sit. I'm not going to say anything. Well, Jim Jones was playing against Allie McGuire. So Jim Jones wow. went to Racine St. Catharines. Allie McGuire went to Milwaukee Marquette. And I remember standing at the top of the bleachers of that high school gymnasium thinking, I got to get involved with this game somehow, some way. And it was because she, her willingness to drive in this snowstorm and take me up to 35th in Wisconsin uh, here in Milwaukee on the northwest side to see this high school basketball game. Not only for me to see it, but she wanted to see it. And that's where my love and passion for the game came from. She used to love watching Bill Walton play. She just loved it. She loved watching that big redheaded kid, as, as that's how she would call him. And uh, that's where my love for the for the game came. So well, I'm sorry for your loss that your mom passed away a couple years ago. Well, you know, it's interesting. I didn't like basketball. I was always a football player growing up. I played basketball. I was all state. I started on a state uh, team, played the state uh, tournament, even as a 10th grader. Um, but I played it because if I didn't, I had to go home and work. And so <laughs> rather than go home and work, I played basketball and uh, ended up playing in college because of a knee injury and couldn't play football anymore. And, uh, then one thing led to another. And, wow, 38 years of college basketball coaching. Boy, did, Coach, did you know early on in either high school or college that coaching might be something that, that uh, would be in your future? It was the farthest thing from my mind. Uh, I had taken the LSAT. I was going to go to law school. Didn't want anything to do with coaching. Uh, so it, it, it never crossed my mind until I actually had graduated from college. Or actually maybe – a month and a half before I graduated from college. Wow. Once you started, uh, once you got on the bench for a couple of games, did you realize that this is something you might want to do with the rest of your life? No. Uh, I was the financial aid director at Milligan College where I played basketball. And so when I became the financial aid director, uh, I became the assistant coach for my coach. But I was only going to do it for a year. Uh, I had gotten married in college, and, and my wife was graduating. And after that, we were going to leave, and I was going to go to law school. Uh, and I ended up staying there four years. And uh, as strange as this sounds, it sounds weird to even say it, but uh, what actually happened was I had a dream one night that I was coaching college basketball. And in coaching basketball, I was doing for players what my college coach had done for me and so many other players. Uh, he was the guy that introduced me to Christ. He was the guy that just poured in my life and, and, and made me feel special. And and I wanted to do that for some other people, so I decided I was going to join the coaching. Wow. Wait, what was that college coach's name? His name is Phil World. Uh, Phil's my best friend. In fact, on Saturday, uh, my wife and I drove to Johnson City, Tennessee, and I spent four hours with uh, with my college coach and his and his wife and uh, a couple of his kids that were in town. 
boy, he, you know, coach, he's got to feel really good about the, the, the seed that he planted with you. He does. Uh, he's just a very special guy. And, uh, he graduated from Milligan college with a guy named Sonny Smith, uh, who coached at Auburn and sure. Tech and some places. And also another fellow named Dale Harris, uh, NBA coach of the year. Spent, I think 40 years coaching the NBA. Uh, and, uh, won a championship with Moses Malone, uh, but is it really interesting? Those guys all pretty much had basically the same heart. If you know Dale Harris, you know Dale Harris loves the Lord, and that's what he's about, even though he's an NBA coach. And that's the way my college coach is. Hey, uh, Coach, he uh, Dell Harris has been on faith in the zone. He coached in Milwaukee, and uh, I reached out to him about a year and a half ago and got a hold of him and told him a little bit about the show that we're doing on a secular sports station in the city of Milwaukee. And he, without me even asking, said, yeah, if, you, if you're calling to interview me on that show, I'm in. When, when do you need me? How much time do you need? He was incredible to talk to. What a good man. I, I actually uh, used to go to Milwaukee when he was coaching the Bucks and uh, do some of their preseason practices. Just go and watch. So you would sit over at the Cousin Center. That's where they, they practice. Are, are you familiar with the, the – the, I guess that's – I'm sure that's where they used to practice back then, the Cousin Center over the south side of Milwaukee. They're building – I'll tell you this, Coach, they're building a whole new facility here in the city, a new practice facility, a new uh, new place, a new arena for the Bucks to play in, and it looks just beautiful in downtown Milwaukee. I don't remember the name of it. I'm sure you're correct. Yep. Uh, I was just so in awe at that time of uh, being in an NBA practice and watching uh, Coach Harris, and uh, I had no idea where I, where I, what facility I was. Yeah, in. that's. I was just yeah. I, hey, Coach, let's get to a break. We're talking to Dale Clayton. He is the Vice President of Coaches Ministry for Nations of Coaches. Second segment today, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about Dale and, and his walk and ask for his testimony. I really want to get into what nations of coaches, what they do. I, I know a little bit about it because Pete Weary, who's been a, a, a guest on this show, is part of this. But I did a little more research, and, and they these guys do great work. If you want, uh, nationsofcoaches.com is their website, and we'll talk more about it. Make sure you have at least 15 minutes to put aside before you go to that website. Because once you go on the website, you're going to want to stay there for a while. There's some great stuff on there. Again, one word, nationsofcoaches.com. We're talking to Dale Clayton, the Vice President of Coaches Ministry for Nations of Coaches. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Pastor Ken Keltner is out of town. Our special guest 
He is the Vice President of Coaches Ministry for Nations of Coaches. He is Dale Clayton. Again, you can go to nationsofcoaches.com for more information on some of the things that these guys do. Hey, Coach, uh, let's talk a little bit about about your walk, if we can, and we can ask you for your testimony and and how the the, the journey that that you're on began. Well, it began. Uh, I didn't under, I didn't know this, but it actually began when I graduated from high school, and after the injury, not being able to go to Florida State and play football, I went to Milligan College and played basketball. The, the, uh, Coach Harold Stout recruited me but left before I got there and Phil World came as our coach. Uh, little did I know uh, a guy that loved Jesus and loved to share Jesus with his players, and that was his reason for coaching, because it was through his impact that uh, I became a believer. In fact, uh, I was, we were talking about this the other day. I, I, went, I attended many, many uh, Bible studies at his home. And uh, and it was through those Bible studies that I became a Christian, uh, and that's unusual for for your for your coach to be the guy that God uses to reveal the truth of uh, of the atoning work of Christ for us. And so uh, that's how all that started. Before then, I really had no interest. Uh, I had no idea what God was getting ready to do. But I tell you what, it's been great and. And then coaching with, playing for him for four years, then coaching with him for four years, um, I just I just learned that that's what I needed to do. I needed to coach, and I needed to impact the lives of young men, let God use me the way he did my college coach. And that started the journey, uh, and I tell you what, it, it hasn't stopped. That, hey. was, that was in 1974. Wow. Boy, I'll tell you that's that's awesome. You know, we have a lot. We have a number of coaches on uh, this show, uh, Dale. That either high school or college, and football, basketball, baseball, other sports, and you, th- they will talk about their faith and they'll 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 try to guide and direct and 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 certainly walk worthy in front of their players. But I don't know if we've had many guys on that said, "Look, my coach." Is is the guy that I point to when somebody asks for my testimony? I think that's really impressive. And for the coaches that listen to the show, and I know that we have a lot of coaches that listen to the show, understand that that had it not been for Dale's college basketball coach taking him and 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 basically by the arm and saying, "Look, we're going to do Bible study, and I want you to be involved in this," and and walked him through that part. You know, not sure if if Dale would have heard the gospel like that before, um, if it wasn't for for that coach. So I I certainly am. It's it's so impressive to hear that uh, that Phil took the time to do that with you, Dale. But you know what the important thing was? I had heard the gospel. Uh, of course, I didn't believe it, and part of the reason I didn't believe it was because I never knew anyone that lived the gospel. I heard people talk about it, but I did not know anyone that lived it. And Phil World lived it. He was a living testimony that God saves you and he changes you. And I just, I didn't know anyone like him. I just, I didn't know anyone like him. It was amazing to me. And uh, and through his lifestyle, uh, I just saw the reality that, that, that Jesus is God's son and 
that he brings salvation, he turns a sinner into a completely different person. So to me, it was the difference in hearing it and then seeing someone that actually lived it. And you know what? He still... He still lives it. Hey, hey that's yeah. awesome. You know, Dale, when, when you get um, somebody, and, and this has happened to me at a later time in my life, so I envy you um, that, that you know, you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior much earlier than I did in life. And, uh, you know, shame on me for that because I heard about it. And, and and I knew some people that walked worthy, and, and I ran from those guys. So I envy you for that. I love the fact that, that this coach said, look, this is who I am, and, and I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm going to get up on the mountaintop, and if I can lead my players that way, that's, that's the direction we're going to go with this. Did you find, um, Dale, when you were a head coach, that, that you were comfortable not only inside the locker room but outside the locker room telling people who you were? Yes, and there was, there was really no question. Uh, people that knew me, they knew because it was not a secret. And, and one of the things that happened was I, I met a man named Dr. Owen Crouch. Uh, and Dr. Crouch was a Bible scholar and professor and was a pastor of our church, and he used to read the New Testament out of the Greek manuscript. And one day he came to me and said, I have something I want you to read. And it was uh, an exposition that he had done on Hebrews. And he had diagrammed every sentence in Greek and every sentence in English. And then he wrote an exposition verse by verse, and he asked me to read. And I thought, why would he ask me to do that? Why would he choose me? So I did. And then he did the same thing on Matthew. And it was called Matthew, the Gospel of Fulfillment, the Filling of Prophecy. And through that process, the Bible just became alive to me. And I just I just talked about it. Um, and I, I, I taught it. I became a teacher. In fact, uh, I've been a small group teacher every year since 1989. Wow. Uh, I've not missed one year. And I had the privilege of teaching college kids for 19 years. And so living it and walking it out was just what I did. So I wasn't hesitant at all. And uh, and it went with me wherever I went. Whether I was at a uh, National Association of Basketball Coaches Board of Directors meeting or visiting with the college president or it just didn't matter. Because that's what I saw in Phil World. He was not ashamed of the gospel. If you go back to Romans one six, that uh, he said, "I'm just, I'm not ashamed," and uh, and that's the way I've been. So, and I'm thankful. Oh yeah, very thankful that uh, the fact that you got a chance to go to uh, Tennessee and and spend a little time with him recently, I think, is 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 wonderful, Coach. When when. You were out recruiting, and I think this is important for some of the people that listen to this show. When you when you go into a, a kitchen or to a living room to talk to a parent about sending their son your way, how early in the conversation, or does it come up at all? Uh, do you talk about your, or would you talk about your faith? It came up all the time, and it had to come up because one. I wanted them to know that as a excuse me, as a Christian, 
if their son came to play with me, they know that he would be loved because that's my responsibility. Not because he's a basketball player, but because he was created in the image of God, I have a responsibility to love him. And I would treat him just like I did my own son. And that if that was an issue, then they needed to know how I was going to function up front so they could determine if they wanted their son to be with me because I was not going to change. And so I had to make sure that was known. And I also knew that making that statement to them brought about with it uh, some accountability on my part. Very much. And I was was trusting God for our recruiting. And I would tell them, it's funny thinking about it now, I would say to them, I'm going to recruit your son, and we're going to do this the right way, but I want you to know it's okay if he doesn't come. Because I believe that at the end of the day, God will send to our program the players that he wants to be there, not just to play basketball, but so we can impact their lives. Basketball is only the means that God uses to get them there. Coach, I don't know if there's many college coaches in the country that says that to, to parents, look, if he doesn't come by us, it's okay. Because I think God's going to send the the, the, the the players that he wants us to impact and will have a biggest impact on, on their lives and as they move forward. I, I love that. Coach, we're going to get to a quick break. The other side of the break, I want to start talking about Nations of Coaches and some of the things that uh, that you guys do and some of your beliefs. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the mission statement. And I want to make sure before we, we, we close, we've got two segments left. But the, uh, the coach resolution that is online uh, that, that coaches need to go take a look at. And again, it's nationsofcoaches.com. It's one word, nationsofcoaches.com. In fact, when you're on that website, if you're feeling led uh, to give to the nations of coaches, uh, there's a place for there, um, there that you can give and, and tithe a little bit if you want. But th- there are uh, a couple of places on the website that you have to go to when you go there. And I would start with the coach's resolution, especially if you're a high school, grade school, college coach listening to this show in any sport. And we're going to talk more about that on the other side of the break. Our special guest is Dale Clayton. He's the Vice President of Coaches Ministry for Nations of Coaches. Again, nationsofcoaches.com. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Sorens Ford of Brookfield. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. My special guest is Dale Clayton. He's the Vice President of Coaches Ministry for Nations of Coaches. You can go to their website, nationofcoaches.com. That's nationsofcoaches.com. Let me tell you their mission statement. It's right on their website. Our mission is to strive to see coaches, their families, and all of those whom they influence powerfully impacted for the glory of God. 
that's a strong mission statement, um, Coach. And, and I love when people are willing to put their mission statement online and then live up to what that says. Again, our mission is to strive to see coaches, their families, and all those whom they influence powerfully impacted for the glory of God. Um, Coach, when when you started working with uh, did when you were coaching, did you work with with the nation of coaches? Was that going on when you were a coach? No, the nation of coaches has only been in existence for about eight years, so it, it was not uh, it was not it had not been founded uh, when I was when I was uh, when I first started coaching. Boy, it uh, something that that I'm sure as as a head coach. Uh, it, in, in college basketball, it's something that you certainly would have been able to utilize if, if it was available. Jim Haney, who's now the executive director of National Association of Basketball Coaches, it says on the website he dreamed of launching a, a ministry dedicated to college uh, basketball coaches to help them deal with the everyday pressure to produce and win. The, the pressure that college basketball coaches are feeling nowadays I think Dale is is probably um, as high a pressure situation as as it has been uh, throughout the years with the kind of money that that you see at the college level, especially at Division One, and to be able to continue coaching. A lot of times, these guys, if if they have three good years and one bad one, you know they're feeling like they're on the hot seat. So to be able to have somebody from the nation of, of coaches there alongside them to be able to have conversations with, I think it's just vital. Well, it is. Uh, they can't get away from the pressure uh, because it's all around them. Uh, the universities would never say they put pressure on coaches, really, but they do. Um, first of all, those guys are paid so well. When, when basketball coaches are making $4 million a year as a head coach and some assistants are making six fifty or eight hundred or four hundred. Uh, that's a lot of money, and when people pay that much, they expect results. And if the results aren't there, then the alumni complains because when you're winning, the alumni gives them more money. When you're not, they don't really want to be as involved. And everyone wants to be proud and stick their chest out and say we've got the best of everything. And people want to be associated with winners. And so, along with that, comes great pressure. But along with that pressure to win, because we started to idolize and win, what comes with that great pressure is the conflict uh, to do what's right. That's what the pressure does, the pressure to win, the pressure to keep the salary. Well, how am I going to function? Will I be a man of integrity uh, and not win as many games, or will I do whatever I have to do to try to win as many games as I can and keep my job? And we know what happens. A lot of coaches get caught up in the net, and unfortunately, the, the end result is not good. Yeah, I agree. Um, Coach, when, when somebody asks you what the nation of coaches, uh, what it is, and, and what kind of work that you guys do, what do you tell them? That we are a ministry uh, to college basketball, and our purpose is our mission statement to see the, the coaches and all those whom they influence powerfully impacted uh, for the glory of God. That's, that's what we want to do. Uh, we want to, um, to help coaches accomplish that. We want to see coaches leave a legacy of excellence. 
And so we try to help them navigate the pressures. Um, we try to help them strengthen their families. We have a strong manage, uh, marriage ministry. We do marriage conferences for uh, for coaches and their wives. We try to connect coaches with other coaches of like mind uh, across the country so that they have a support system when they're out on the road. Um, and so that's what we do. We provide leadership training uh, to help coaches uh, be the best as they can be, um, especially trying to – and then we're trying to help them grow. We provide character coaches who come alongside the coach on his campus and work with his players. Uh, he works with the coaching staff as well, but um, dealing with the issues of character, uh, it's, it's, it's a great ministry. A great ministry and one that's really needed at this point in time in, in the history of college basketball and other sports, but particularly for us basketball because that's where we spend all of our energy. You know, I again doing research and, and I, I read this what is a character coach? And and part of the answer is the overall objective is to, to help build a complete player, heart, body, and mind of the student athlete. A character coach strives to help coaches and players not only win on the court, but also in life. Um, Dale, is it hard at, at certain universities to, to get coaches to accept what you guys do at Nations of Coaches? Well, there, there are some coaches that are not interested. There are some coaches who are not interested, and then they hear the story, and it, it, it piques their curiosity. And so then they want someone to really help them with their players because, uh, as you would expect, they don't want players getting in trouble. And, and what happens is the character coach goes there, he does a good job. He not only ministers to the players, but he ministers to the coach. And then we've seen a change in the lives of coaches as a result of that. Now, there are others that want nothing to do with it. It's, it's just not what they're interested in. Uh, they are very good and nice and kind to us, but it's just not what they're interested in. Um, and so it just depends on the coach and where the coach is. And it also depends on uh, the coach's friends. If he has some friends that are involved and say this is worthwhile, it's been beneficial, then a lot of times those guys will want us to come in and be involved because they've seen the difference it's made in a, in a fringe program. I, I hate to say this because it doesn't sound nice, but sometimes, unfortunately, if they look at it and think, man, this will help me win games. My kids will behave and all those kind of things. they say, hey, let's go do it. Anything to help win games. Uh, but then you get started and they find out that the value is more than just winning games. You, you know, Dale, I, no matter how I could get uh, them to open that door, I, I would hope that they would open the door. And even if it was because it, they thought, well, this is a, a way for us to, to maybe win a couple more games because our kids are going to behave a little bit better. Once they allow me in that door, I feel like I could I could sell the fact that, you know what, here's what's going on, not, not only, you know, in this locker room, but all over the country with with guys like me um, that, that are talking about their walk and talking about their faith and being here to listen to be able to help. I think those those coaches um, quickly will will see the value outside of winning games to having somebody uh, from the nations of coaches on campus in the locker room with them. Well, that's why our intent. Uh, you talked about the master coaches resolution. Our intent 
is to get coaches to want to be master coaches. And we we even use the example that Christ recruited 12 men to be on his team, different backgrounds. Some knew the others, some didn't. But he took that, that group of guys who had very little in common except those that maybe were fishermen. And out of that, he built a team. And a team that went on to impact the world more than any other group of people. And they did it because they were one mind, one heart, and one spirit. And they knew what their goal was. Jesus had trained them, and he taught them so that they would be able to go out into all the world and make disciples. And once all the training had taken place, and he's about to ascend into heaven, he gives them that great commission. He says, okay, guys, you've been trained. Now it's time for you to get in the game. It's time for you to take all that training and put it to you. You know the fundamentals. You know what the real issues are. Now go. And that's that's what we want coaches to do. Uh, the, the coach's resolution is actually something that I wrote, and I wanted it to be biblically based because that's the foundation for everything that we believe. Coach, so, that uh, the, the coach's resolution. I've printed this, and it will hang in the in the office of uh, where I coach. and And I'm going to quickly go through these. I didn't realize that you wrote this, and and I commend you for that. It's 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 right to the point. Uh, there's there's six um, points here, and I'm just going to go through them. I resolve to live under the authority of Jesus, the Master Coach, um, and His Word. I resolve that. I will honor the master coach by loving my wife and family above uh, all else, including my coaching. I resolve that my love for a team member or the team will not be dependent on how uh, either performs, uh, duplicating the master coach and his love for me. I resolve to serve those I coach in order that I might be found a faithful steward while showing them a true picture of the greatness found in the master coach. I resolve to be a coach who intentionally coaches with the goal of of duplicating others who will look like the master coach, and I resolve to honor the master coach by giving my very best as a coach that he may be pleased with me, a follower of all his teachings. And I just, you know, Coach, this is really, really well done, and and I commend you. I didn't realize, again, that that was something that – that you wrote, and it, this will hang in in the uh, in the coach's office where I coach. And I thank you for this piece. Well, thank you. And, and every year we try to look across the country and guys that we've been involved with, and we have what we call a Master Coach of the Year award. Uh, and this year, Mike Lightfoot from Bethel College was the winner of that award. Uh, and Gary Waters from Cleveland State is a past winner of that award. My college coach, Phil World, is a past winner of that award. Uh, and and you notice that everyone has a scripture. Now, one of the things that's interesting about it, and I talk to people, uh, when you sign that resolution, you also we also ask that you have your wife sign. And we tell them the reason for that is number two. We want there to be accountability that you're going to love your wife and you're not going to put your team above your wife. Uh, because God has asked us to love our wives. So that's really important to us. Um, and so we felt like if we could, if I could find Scripture that would support all those, which is really easy to do, 
then they would understand why we're asking uh, that that be the resolution. Uh, and again, we, we thank God for it. Uh, we've had several coaches sign it and trying to coach that way. And uh, it's just been a neat experience to watch guys give themselves to something greater than coaching. That's awesome. He is Dale Clayton, the Vice President of Coaches Ministry for Nations of Coaches. Again, nationsofcoaches.com, where you can get a copy of the Coaches Resolution and read it for yourself. There's also uh, a number of different things on that website, and I said this early in the show, and I truly mean this. Make sure you have 10 to 15 minutes put aside, because once you go on that website, it's very difficult to leave it. Because there's so many good things on the website um, to, to read and to see what these guys, the kind of work that they're doing all over the country. There's also a way, if you're feeling led, uh, to help them with their ministry. And uh, I would recommend and, and uh, ask you to do that after you spend a few minutes. Uh, the website is nationsofcoaches.com. He is Dale Clayton. Again, he is with the Nations of Coaches, and we'll continue with him on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, again, flying solo this week. My special guest, and he's a really good one, Dale Clayton, Vice President of the Coaches Ministry for Nations of Coaches. Hey, um, Coach, during the break, we're talking a little bit about how Nations of Coaches is funded. And can we talk a little bit about that? I know you guys are are, are funded by people that have a strong heart for, for this type of ministry and are willing to, to, to help out financially with you guys. Well, that's correct. We're a 5013C, and um, and we're, we're you know, ministry, and the ministry is funded by people of like mind and like faith, people who understand uh, some of the issues that are going on, not just in college athletics, but, for example, the fact that 77% of college basketball players come from a one-parent home. Uh, they've not had any male leadership, a lot of them. They don't know what it's like to be under male authority. They don't know what it's like to be a husband or what it's like to be a dad because that's not the environment they've come from. And so when we can impact their lives, so that they understand the real value of living, then they can become productive uh, parents and grandparents uh, and raise a generation that really understands uh, the value of life and the way life is supposed to be lived. Uh, so there are people out there that love young people, that want to see young people uh, come to the gospel. They want to see young people be people of strong character, strong morals. Uh, and so they support our ministry. And again, if you're feeling led to do that, I would recommend nationsofcoaches.com. Go to that website, take a look, read up on Dale Clayton, read up on on some of the guys that they have involved 
in this ministry. The one part that we just mentioned a little bit, Coach, and and we could probably do a whole show on, but the fact that you do couples uh, retreats and couples ministry um, for basketball coaches and their wives, I I do a high school sports show here, and I, I say on that show a lot that I believe there's a special place in heaven for coaches' wives. I really do. I, I believe that, and I think that you know it's it's difficult uh, to, especially with the kind of pressure that college basketball coaches have, to to juggle that and make sure that uh, make sure that you're you're taking your family uh, top priority over the kids that you're coaching and the program. And I think with what you guys are doing with Nations of Coaches, we we could do a whole show on on the the couple stuff that you guys do because I think it's vital. Well, we've really been blessed to uh, have an opportunity to do the coaches' ministry. We use it. We do a marriage retreat in Winshape or at Winshape, uh, a Chick-fil-A facility in uh, Rome, Georgia, on the campus of Mary University. I think this past May, the first week, we had 47 couples. Uh, and it's great because the wives get a chance to spend time with their husbands away from basketball. Uh, there are no televisions there, and uh, you know it's just a time for them to be together and to pour into their marriages and to have some people come in and teach some basic fundamentals on how you love your spouse and uh, some fundamentals on uh, even how do you uh, how do you have intense conversations the right way. Uh, but understanding the value that uh, you know God has placed us in a situation to be in relationships. And so uh, the neat thing is that they can come, and uh, we've been fortunate enough at this point uh, to have enough money raised and uh, to have some major contributions by Chick-fil-A uh, that we can bring the coaches without any cost. Boy, that's awesome. So that's, that's, that's really been great. Yeah, it really is. Coach, you've been married for how many years? 46 years, July 24th. Man, congratulations. So I'm, I'm uh, May the 13th. I'm 11 days away. Congratulations. My wife and I just celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary. We've got uh, we've got two kids. I've got my daughter and her husband that live right across the street from me. i got three grandsons that live there. And then my son that uh, played a little Division three college basketball, and him and his wife live about 15 minutes away. So I get a chance to see our kids and our grand see our grandkids about every day. In fact, Dale, uh, the other night, uh, grandkids were over and they were in the refrigerator. They're I think eight or seven, five and three, and man, they eat me out of house and home. And I said, Hey, do you, do I look like a grocery store? And the oldest grandson said, Papa, this is my favorite uh, grocery store because I get free food and I get to watch cartoons. I said that. That's awesome. You come over anytime. So, hey, coach, thank you so much. Again, he is Dale Clayton, Vice President of Coaches Ministry for Nations of Coaches, and their website, nationsofcoaches.com. If you're feeling led, let's help them out. Let's uh, let's keep this ministry going because they're doing really vital work with some uh, college basketball coaches that that need what these guys offer. And uh, I commend uh, Dale and the people that work uh, for for this uh, this ministry. I think they're doing good stuff, uh, sir. Thank you so much for uh, your time. I really appreciate it. Have a good time at the Peach Tree and safe travels. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time, and uh, I pray for your work here on the 
on this particular segment. It's great to offer uh, what you're offering to the public uh, in terms of helping them to know some of the things that are out there. Dale, thank you for, for those words, and, and uh, any prayers that we can get, we, we certainly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com.